Welcome to Nonprofit Courage Lab, how to ask for more and raise major gifts. I'm Julie Ordonez, your Major Gifts Fundraising Coach, and I'm on a mission to help nonprofit leaders like you get the courage and strategy to ask for more. No one has changed the world without first changing themselves. If you want to raise more money to change the world, you are in the right place. You ready? Let's go. Hey, Julie, I have selected my fundraising goal for the year, and now I am mapping out all of my asks to all of my major donors for the entire year so that I can figure out how I'm going to reach that goal. And the problem is that even with all of my projected asks, I am not going to reach my fundraising goal. So I'm wondering if you think that that means that I either need to increase the amount of money I'm asking for, or if I need to bring in new donors or a combination of both or something else. Thank you for your wisdom. Hi. So today we are talking about what to do when you feel you've tried everything and the donors you have and the plan you've created for what to ask for does not match up to your goals. Your goals are bigger than the opportunities and the donors that you have in your donor database. So let's talk about how to reach your goals when you think you've tried everything and what do you do next. So this happens often. Oftentimes our goals are set and we haven't conducted a study to see do we actually have people in our current database who can give at these levels? And what do we do if we don't have enough donors to help us reach those fundraising goals? Then how are we going to get new donors? How are we going to raise this money? The goals are set and it's like, okay, guys, go out there and raise the money. This is the goal, right? That's usually how the planning happens. And I know when I have been a frontline fundraiser, a senior fundraiser in-house, that it has often been, here's what we need to raise, go out and get it. So I totally understand this concept. And sometimes you're told you need to bring in this many new donors and you need to retain this many donors. I've certainly had that scenario before. So let's say you need to raise a million dollars and most of that's going to come from individuals. Let's say you got a handful of companies who give 10k, 20k, you know, 25k, kind of modest gifts, but definitely you need those year over year. Maybe they sponsor your gala. Maybe they sponsor an event. That's great. So let's say you have, you know, $100,000 or something that's coming from corporations. So let's just acknowledge that, put it to the side. That's not what we're going to talk about in this episode, because as you know, we're all about major gifts and getting the courage to ask for more. And you really need courage with individuals. You don't need a lot of courage with companies. And a lot of times why that is, is because of our mindset. We believe going in, companies have a lot of money. So we're much bolder with companies than we are with individuals simply because of a mindset. When in reality, 
oftentimes individuals are much more generous than companies are. Companies are greedy and stingy, historically speaking. This is a broad brush stroke, right? Not everybody. But when push comes to shove and there's a recession and there's layoffs, company giving and philanthropy, corporate social responsibility, is likely to be on the chopping block. Whereas individuals who have a value for generosity are going to continue to give. They might give less, but they're not going to go away completely. So it takes greater courage to ask individuals for money, even though they actually have money set aside to give, even when times are tough and companies don't. Because of our mindset, we approach companies more boldly because we believe they have a bunch of money to give. The truth is, even though they have a bunch of money, doesn't mean they're going to give it. You see, this is, a, this is all about the way, the mindset that we have, the abundance mindset we bring to a certain type of donor. But that's totally a, an aside. That's not what today is about. But I want you to notice that. Hey, are you determined to double or maybe even triple your individual giving this year and you'd love some guidance and support? I've got news for you. I have taught dozens of leaders how to raise more five-figure gifts in a month or less inside my program, Courage Lab. If you want to learn more, go to nonprofitcouragelab.com. That's nonprofitcouragelab.com and grab your spot today. Now is the perfect time to improve your fundraising skills and build your personal courage. I got you. Head over to nonprofitcouragelab.com. See you there. Today is about what do you do when you need to get to a million and the donor database that you have doesn't add up to that million? Well, there are a few things. So for some of you, let's say you have 50 individual donors who give above $5,000. Anywhere from 5,000 to, let me just take a guess, you got one or two people who give 50K, you got maybe one donor who gives you 100,000. You got one donor who gives six figures, but everybody else is more modest, 5K, 10K, 20K, 25, 30, maybe 140, maybe 150. And you need to raise a million dollars or 900,000 because we're setting aside the 100K from the corporations. So how do you make up the gap for that? And there are a few things that I ask myself when I'm in that situation. So number one, if I believed that our largest donors were truly loyal on our team and an extension of our team, have our back, really care, and are passionate, meaning they are willing to sacrifice for this mission, how would I approach them? Is there anything else that I would ask them for that I haven't already or if I asked them for it a year ago or two years ago, maybe it's time to ask again. So what else would I ask for if I believed that our most passionate, loyal, largest donors were truly on our team? That's a really great question to ask. And 
answers that might pop up are, huh, I have never asked them to come and speak at their company in front of their employees and talk about what we do. I have never asked them for a referral. Hey, I want to meet more people like you who care about foster youth in our city. Do you know anybody like that? I want to meet more people. I want to grow our community. If you approach your most loyal donors and say, hey, can you connect me to more major donors? You're likely going to get a no. Now, unless this person is really like they roll up their sleeves, they're in the trenches with you, they've seen behind the curtain of the mission, maybe they're a longtime board member, a trusted volunteer, you could just be straight up and ask, hey, we want to connect with more major donors like you. Can you introduce us to this particular person? That's usually the most successful strategy there. But otherwise, it's like you're asking for them to guarantee that their friends are going to give a major gift. And that's a really, they can't guarantee that. So don't ask, hey, can you connect us to more major donors? Ask, hey, I want to meet more people who are passionate about our mission just like you. Do you know anyone in your network like that? Family, friends, coworkers, colleagues, former colleagues. Who is in your life? Alumni network that is passionate about this mission. I want to meet with them. I want to get to know more people. And the truth is, who knows what could pop up? That person that they're connecting you to, that referral, maybe they're not a major donor. Maybe they end up giving you a speaking engagement that gets you in front of the right crowd. Maybe they end up being an amazing connector. Maybe they're like, you know who you need to meet with is this person. And they open the door for you somewhere else. So don't be so narrow-minded that all of your connections and all of your referrals have to result in a 10K plus gift immediately. It's a mistake because if a board member or a loyal, trusted volunteer or donor can introduce you to someone who's really well connected in the communities that you want to be in, then that could open up a million dollar opportunity. And instead you're like, hey, can you connect me to major donors? And a major donor is someone who gives 10K and you're leaving a lot of money on the table there. So Some might call this casting a wider net, but my recommendation is change your mindset in the way that you're relating to your biggest donors. Hey, I want to connect with more people like you who are passionate, whether they can give or not, because we need to expand our network. We need to connect with more people who share the same values. And that is true. And when you do that, when you focus on relationships, you will raise more. And you have to have the discipline to do that, even though you have this really massive goal that you've got to meet. And you have to be able to balance the two. So think about that And in asking, what else could I ask for? Could I ask for a speaking engagement? Could I ask for an introduction to a specific person that I know they're connected to? That's usually a really great way to go. And people will typically say yes. 
Or you could ask, do you know anyone who is passionate about this? And make it a little bit of a broader ask. Alternatively, you can go and say, hey, would you consider increasing your gift this year? Ask for more. Those people who are super passionate, if you can cast a very big vision of life change on how raising more money is going to change more lives and telling them, hey, you are one of our most generous, most loyal, most important partners. Would you consider giving an additional $100,000 this year? So if you haven't tried those things, you really haven't tried everything. And if you've tried it a year ago, well, maybe it's time to go again. Timing matters. So don't tell yourself, oh, well, I already asked them for that and they said no. I mean, if it was freaking 2022 or if it was last calendar year, I mean, who's to say that things have not changed? You don't know unless you ask. It's your job to ask. So consider your current donors. The ones who are having the best experience are going to be how you bring in new supporters. The donors who are having the best experience is your new business strategy. The people who tell you, hey, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. That's where the energy and the momentum is. Keep those people close. Make sure that they're having a great experience and ask them for referrals. Ask them to help you recruit board members. Ask them to help you identify passionate people who who have influence in the community. Ask them to make introductions. They will do it. They will do it. So that's number one. And you should be reevaluating who these people are quarterly, regularly, monthly even. Who are the people who are most excited about our mission and our work? Who is giving us positive feedback? Who is engaged and responsive and sharing our stuff on Instagram or forwarding the emails to their friends or replying with some sort of encouragement or acknowledgement. That's where the momentum and the energy is. Follow that. So I would start there. I would also do cold outreach. Come from an abundance mindset. What I always tell myself is there are hundreds of people out there who are deeply passionate and care about this mission, who are waiting to get involved in what we're doing, who are actively looking for the community and the movement that is doing something about this mission, this cause, this problem. There are people who deeply care about foster care and adoption who care about the issue that you're raising money for. And you get to choose who you want to partner with. So what I do is find who those people are, find who they are online. LinkedIn is a great place. LinkedIn is a place where I recommend that you choose to be visible and share your point of view and your perspective on your mission Share things that you talk about in donor meetings about your work. Share your thought leadership. That's what LinkedIn is so great for. And it has the most millionaires of any social media network. So 
of any platform, I would choose for you to show up regularly on LinkedIn and reach out to people who you think could be a great fit for your organization cold. Reach out to them cold. Cold emails and cold outreach works. You just have to do it well. My recommendation for that is to just be clear, concise, to the point, and share why them. And ask for, hey, would, would you be willing to hop on a call? Would you be willing to connect with me and one of our board members and hear what we're up to? We'd love to have you involved somehow. Don't put the pressure on it of like, we would love for your support. We would love for your, I mean, you don't even know this person. They don't know you. And there's likely something that you can learn from them. Find what that is and tell them, hey, I'd love to learn this. Or if they've, you know, shared things online or written a book or an article, read it. Tell them what your takeaway was. These are a few hacks on great cold outreach, but cold outreach works if you identify the right people. If you are working to end homelessness, find leaders in business who care about homelessness, who is already donating to your competitors, who is on the boards of of other housing organizations. Connect with those people. Reach out to them cold. Ask for a meeting. This is a great way for you to connect with leaders who are planning on making a tax-deductible donation to charity this year. And they care. They are passionate about your mission. So cold outreach is great. That's a great way. You should build a rhythm of, I'm going to do cold outreach once a month. I'm going to reach out to 20 people. You know, whatever it is, whatever your rhythm is. And another great place in order to get to your goal and close that gap is looking at your current donor pool. So many major donors give $50, $100, $200, $500 before they give a much larger gift because it's an introductory gift. They want to show their support, they want to get involved. They give $1,000 and it's because a friend asked them to or it was just this is a great organization and we want to show our support. And in a way, it's a test to see how you will respond. Do you realize how rich we are? Are you going to reach out? Are you going to try to understand why we decided to give? Are you going to steward this gift well? Are you going to show us what you did with $1,000 and how it changed lives? And if you do that well, that can unlock a major gift. So your prospective major donors are usually your monthly donors who are giving much smaller or the people who gave a one-time gift of maybe 100 bucks. And they could give $20,000, but they're hiding in there. And you've got to be able to take the time to mine those people and find who they are. Ask for a meeting, build a relationship, find out why they decided to give. I remember I, I donated $100 to an organization because a friend of mine is the executive director. And... Uh, I just gave it a one-time gift and they hired a development director and the development director called me 
And I answered the phone and he was like, Hey, you know, I saw that you donated last year and I just wanted to reach out and say thank you. And I wanted to ask for your feedback on what kind of information you wanted to hear from us, what kind of updates you want to receive regarding our nonprofit. And I was like, huh. And I'm thinking in my head, this is the first time that they're reaching out to me personally. And this was the first thing out of their mouth. Like it wasn't like, hey, how did you hear about us? Hey, this is who I am. Hey, this is what the impact was of your donation. It wasn't any of that. It was like, what information do you want to know? So it kind of put the homework on me which I found to be kind of off-putting, especially since this was like a phone call out of the blue and there was no like lead up to it. I was like, oh, I need to change my frame of mind. I was doing something before I answered the phone. You want me to come up with an answer to what information you should be sharing with donors. And I said, oh, thanks so much for the call. Like, you know, I think I gave a hundred dollars because the ED is is a friend of mine and they were like, oh, that's great, you know? And I said, yeah, I just gave because they asked, you know, I said, just, just to be upfront, like I'm, I'm not really a prospect here for being a, a larger donor, but I gave in support of my friend, to be honest. And they were like, oh, okay. So is there like any updates that you want to receive from us? And like, they just weren't really connecting with me. They were there to get a task completed. And what's even actually a little bit more embarrassing is I I, I had to say this, you guys, please don't judge me um, or judge me, you know, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> I was like, oh, do you like, do you know who I like what I do and who I am? Like, I'm actually a major gift specialist. Like I, what I, I run a business that teaches people how to raise money. What I do for a living is what you're, you're doing right now. Like, did you know that? And he was like, oh no, wow. I didn't know that. A simple Google search would have sufficed to find out who I was. And he didn't do that. So it felt like there was even more of this chasm between us. And that phone call was better actually than well, what a lot of nonprofits do, sadly. But if you're going to call someone, like Google them first, please. Um, find out if they are the CTO of a company that just laid off thousands of employees before you pick up the phone and call them about what updates they want to receive from your nonprofit. It's just like it, it comes across a little bit selfish. And I'm not saying I'm a CTO of an organization that just went through layoffs, but I am saying that that is some of your donors, even if they gave $100 please, if you're going to call them on the phone, like just take two minutes to look them up first. Please, dear God. (laughs) All that to say, I've been doing this work for almost 14 years of successfully raising major gifts. And I have raised, I think a conservative estimate is 14, 15 million personally from individuals. So I've been doing this a while and I can tell you that a lot 
of future major donors are currently smaller donors. And if you haven't really combed through that list and reached out to those people thoughtfully and tried to connect with them as human beings, like, hey, have an attitude of posture in your heart of humility and gratitude, knowing that they don't owe you anything else, that they never had to give in the first place, and practice curiosity when you call, like, hey, why did you decide to give to us? Like when I told him I gave because my friend asked me to, like the truth is a lot of people ask me to donate, but I don't do it every time. So there could have been another level of curiosity there that this guy missed out on. He could have had a follow-up question of, yeah, I, I love that. What is it about our executive director, your friend? What is it about our organization that made you choose us to donate to? Because you could give anywhere. And I'm going to assume that your friends ask you to give all the time. I probably would have laughed and been like, oh, wow, this person understands me. Huh. Yeah, you're right. I do get asked all the time. Yeah, I think what it is about your organization is blank. You see, curiosity would have served this person more, but they were so committed to their, their checklist that there wasn't any real connection in the conversation. It didn't actually bring me closer to them. And sadly, I'm probably not going to give another gift. That's not true. I might, but I'm not in a rush to do it. And it's only if they reach out and ask me because I'm like, eh, I mean, they didn't really handle it that well. Uh, it, It eroded a little bit of credibility that they had with me before because of the way that they mishandled this one phone call that was like three minutes of my life. It's fascinating, right? So those are the ways in which you can focus on how am I going to get to goal? Approach your current donors like, hey, I need your help. Can you set us up on a few podcasts? Can you have us come speak to your company Hey, you've never introduced us to your partners. Could we do a partner's lunch at your firm and share our mission? And you get to share why you're involved, why you're a supporter. Hey, would you actually be open to coming with me on these lunches with donors? Uh, Hey, would you consider giving more this year like go and approach your most loyal people first and ask them for more not just more money but ask them for more in general and see what comes of that you have not tried everything and you certainly haven't tried everything now so even if you did it three months ago go back again hey i'm i know i I asked you in january It's April now. I'm wondering if there's anybody who comes to mind who might want to be associated with our organization somehow. So map out what you can get to your million-dollar goal. And then you really, if you're trying to raise a million dollars, you need to be asking for double that. So you need to identify opportunities, current and new ones, that are going to get you to that ask amount And ask way in advance. Do not wait until the fourth quarter 
Do not wait until October, November, December, like everybody else. And then their charitable giving is spoken for. That's what we're going to talk about next time is your relationship with waiting and how it is slowly, painfully sabotaging your success and your goals. Thanks for joining. If this has been supportive to you, I want to ask you for a favor. I want you to go on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. If this has encouraged you, if you are a regular listener, if you've shared this with someone, some of you have told me, I listened to your podcast on my way to donor meetings to hype myself up. I listened to this episode three times. It was my favorite. And I'm asking you to leave a review. It is how people find me. It's how I can support and encourage more people. So please do that now. I'd really love your support. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me, Julie Ordonez, your major gifts coach on Nonprofit Courage Lab and for investing in yourself today. Head to nonprofitcouragelab.com to connect, follow, and share. If this has encouraged you, please rate and review this podcast. And remember, nobody changed the world without first changing themselves. Until next time.